Hello, my name is Katherine Moore, social worker, mom, coffee lover, and founder of Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. I'm so excited you found my podcast. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We will hear the stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Before we get started in this episode, I wanted to share a resource with you that I wish I knew about a long time ago, one that makes it easy to start a side business to generate more income so you stress less about your money, you're able to pay your student loans without worry, and you're able to afford those online shopping sprees. I see you. No judgment here. I am with you. And what's so great is that as social workers, we have so many powerful skill sets that other people want and need to learn from us. This is such an impactful way to continue making massive change in the world without spending a lot of extra time on this. So I personally use Kajabi to create my online course and I absolutely love it. And right now they're giving away free trials. So click the link in the show notes to get started on your side biz now. And with that, let's get into this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise. Before we get into our interview for this week, I just wanted to touch base with you and just kind of let you know what I've been doing. This year has been, oh my gosh, it's been full of ups and downs, ups and downs, good and bad, and it's been, it's been a struggle on, you know, career-wise and for personal-wise and just a lot of stuff going on. Um, but I try to, you know, keep my strengths-based perspective in mind and just remind myself that growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone. And every time that there is a hardship or a challenge that we need to overcome, then there's going to be lessons learned There's going to be um, definitely growth happening, and it's all for good. Everything is happening for good. We may not be able to know or understand it or see it right now, but I believe that there is just always something to be learned through the hardships that we are going through, and I'm just so grateful to have you here with me. Every single week, I mean, we have been doing this since January was the first episode. I guess it was my rough draft episode, but it's been such a wild and crazy ride this year, and it hasn't even been a year, and that's super exciting for me because we have come so far in less than a year, and I'm just so excited to see what 2021 brings. I mean, at this point, 
we can really only go up from here, right? <laughs> we can only get better with our years and and um, and just continue to to roll with it. Whatever life brings us, we're gonna roll with it, and we're gonna learn, and we're gonna grow, and we're gonna be better. And that takes a lot of just doing new things and expanding our comfort zone and thinking about things in a different way. So I'm just really excited for what the future holds. And I hope you are too. I hope you are just staying staying with me, keeping up with the good fight and doing the best that you can every single day because you really are amazing. If you're listening to my voice right now, I know that you are freaking amazing. You have chosen a field that is specifically designed to give back to people. I mean, that's why we started. There's a lot of things that need to be fixed. There's a lot of things that aren't perfect. There's a lot of work to do for our industry and social work, but we are doing it. We are starting the good fight. We are changing those conversations. There are massive shifts that are happening in 2020, and I'm so excited that you are here with me. So, For this episode, we are going to be talking with one of those change makers, one of those narrative changers, (laughs) and one of those leaders in in the social work space and the leaders on social media. She's been using social media for the past couple years, for the past three years, and she's just been making such an impact and helping so many people. So it's an honor to speak with Lauren Gutierrez this week. And she is a clinical school social worker based out of Texas. She is also a clinical supervisor. And you most likely know her as the social work scrapbook on Instagram. She has thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram and on YouTube, which is her primary platform. So I am so excited that we were able to sit down and have a conversation with her and just ask her some questions that maybe you haven't asked her before or didn't think to ask her or just learn something new. Definitely check her out on her YouTube. She has so many helpful videos, especially if you are just starting out in the field of social work or if you're just wanting to learn more about what school social workers do and what it's about, definitely check out her YouTube channel. So with that said, let's hop into it. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi there. I am doing so great. It's a Friday, so I have that Friday feeling going. Yes, yes, me too. I'm glad it's almost the weekend, and I'm really excited to have you on Social Workers Rise. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for thinking of me. Of course. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. I have been such a fangirl since I started my journey. (laughs) Um, I feel like you're kind of like an OG as far as um, social workers online and providing just education and guidance Mm -hmm. and essentially like a virtual mentor to a lot of people. Um, So thank you for that. That's good to hear. I started in 2017, so it still feels new to me, but I guess it has been quite a while. Yeah, I mean, as far as years online, three years of consistent content, that's a lot. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, when you put it that way, yeah. 
So I'm wondering, first, I want to backtrack to the very beginning of Lauren, when you were before you had even decided to go into social work, what made you even want to become a social worker? Oh, yes, this is a great question. And I get this often, especially um, from my YouTube channel, people wonder what my why is. And just from a very young age, I was one of um, one of few students that was chosen to be a mentor to other students. I went to a public school district that wasn't the best off. It was lacking in a lot of resources and funding. And um, at a very young age, I was actually pegged to go into a voucher system and and be taken out of public school and put into private schools and things like that. But um, I, I remained in public school. My mom really wanted to for me to kind of learn the ins and outs and the struggles that people in my community were having. And so from a young age, I was paired with um students that had behavioral issues and students that had academic needs more as a peer mentor. So I say I've I've always been a little school social worker in training and I just gravitated towards that role. And as I got older, I started seeing the discrepancies between myself as a student in this public school system and other students from other more affluent areas and how a lot of my friends that were very capable, very knowledgeable, were slipping through the cracks simply because we didn't have um, equal access, really. And so from that point, I knew I wanted to head back into public schools and serve and close those gaps and help students see, and families as well, see the potential, see that it's it's possible to reach beyond where you're growing up or what you're living through or what you're being faced with. And so social work is something that took me a while to get to. I thought I was going to be a few different things in order to go that route, but I did get to that probably after my first year of college. Then I decided to go a social work route. Wow, that is so interesting because I noticed that too as far as looking at my my youth and my childhood in high school. Well, I didn't know it then, but coming out here to now I'm in Orange County, California, where it's much more affluent. And my husband was raised out here and he'll talk about his high school and say, oh, yeah, we, we did this and we had that program. And he's like, you know, did you ever do that? I was like, no, we didn't have, oh, <laughs> we yes. didn't have the special special courses or the special electives mm-hmm. or you know we, me, had- yeah it's very similar so me and my husband did go to the same school system same district and we had very different um, experiences in school my mom was very involved his mom was a single working mom so he is actually where I started seeing the discrepancy he's so smart so brilliant hardworking, and he slipped through the cracks and I was mm-hmm. just I couldn't see that happen to other students yeah yes yes oh my gosh yeah so okay so and so now you are a school social worker right how long have you been doing that for I have been in school social work consistently at the district that I'm working at now which is in the same area that I grew up in and it's my dream role since 2012. I've been working in this particular school system and um, I've been a social worker since 2009, licensed with my MSW. And then I've slowly reached for more and got my clinical license and I'm a board approved supervisor now in Texas. And so that's kind of what my, where I'm at right now. Wow, you are like up there, Lauren. That is awesome. Thank you. Yes, I love that. 
So let's talk about the beginnings of the social work scrapbook. So that means you were a school social worker in 2010, right? You started. And then, so your social work scrapbook started seven, six, seven years later. How yeah, about five years. Yeah. Okay. About five years into it. And so of course, everyone at the time um, that I started in 2012, of course, I was feeling a little of imposter syndrome. I, I got this dream job and I was um, just kind of pinching myself really. And at that time, back in 2012, I don't think imposter syndrome was really a term. So uh, now I hear it much more often. I was like, huh, that's what I was kind of dealing with. But I really took, um, took a good look at all of the people that I had as mentors around me. And those were the other school social workers. I was hired in probably there was like an eight year gap. Um, they hadn't hired anybody in this school system um, simply because the district was slowly, I mean, with funding to find funding for a new social work spot, it's very rare. And so they finally opened one up and I was called in to take that spot out of a very competitive pool. Um, so I just really learned lots from my fellow social workers. They were so seasoned and I kind of was learning, learning along the way and my supervisor here within my district really pushed me to become um, a supervisor for some interns. So I started then um, housing some interns out of my my school system. So after one or two years of being on the job, then I started helping interns from the different universities here in San Antonio, which there are quite a few. And um, I realized that I had this passion for teaching and for explaining social work theories and concepts and giving them insight that they, their eyes would widen. And I realized, hey, this isn't in the books. This really isn't textbook stuff. You're learning here at the internship, these things. And so my interns would take notes diligently during our supervision. And then they'd actually go to their classes and start sharing in their, um, in their classes with the fellow students that they were in cohort with. And those students then were like asking questions through them. And I'm like, wow, I guess I just have a knack for explaining. And then to make matters just easier, I decided to start recording myself and making short videos to really have a way to give those interns some insight if I wasn't there that day or if they were coming up on something that was um, maybe a little difficult, things like that. That is so smart. (laughs) It's so simple, but it's so smart. Yes. And so that's what I started doing. And it, I didn't expect anything to really take off from YouTube is where I started. And then I found a really nice little home on Instagram because I naturally love taking pictures, creating scrapbooks. That's an outlet for me. It's a creative outlet and it's really taken off. Instagram is perfect for that, for all the photos and all the little memories you want to remember. And I'm really a of, of wins, big, little, it doesn't matter. I, any social work win is a win for me. And I, that's what my Instagram is all about. Yes, I love that. I'm so strengths-based. Well, we did a whole um, a whole talk on humanistic and strengths-based um, on your Instagram for the Instagram story. So if you want to learn more about that and what, how I use that in medical social work, go to Lauren's page, the social, so, so, social work there... scrapbook. Yes. Thank and you. It's, uh, it's under IGTV. It's saved there. <laughs> yes. And so I'm all about celebrating the wins because I'm, I'm 
I know that us as social workers do not recognize our wins enough. And even the small wins, like I got to work on time and like, yes, that's a win for me, whatever it might be for you. Um, celebrate that because it really affects us on a neurological level and it gives us a little boost, a little dopamine shot. Most definitely. So true. Yes. Awesome. So, so is that why you called it social work scrapbook? I was kind of wondering that. Yes, that's exactly why I just wanted to start collecting little memories and also those little pieces of insight. And I also wanted to go for that SS social work with something with an S. I, I'm always, I'm a big thinker on the titling and naming things. And so that's what I kind of landed on. It's a little long, but it's work. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you currently scrapbook right now? Um, pretty much it's all digital. I, I okay. there's nothing physical. I don't have a physical scrapbook. I don't think I have the like patience for that, but I do have a bunch of digital pictures, um, personal. And then I keep all my social work stuff there on the Instagram page. Awesome. So I'm just kind of wondering, you know, there's a lot of people who are, we're all forced online right now, 2020, we're all forced online. And I talked to a lot of new social workers who are just saying, hey, you know, I want to get started. I want to um, spread the word about social work and what I'm passionate about. Do you have any tips for people like who are just getting started in this online space? Hmm. I guess my biggest tip would be to find your niche, which is basically, if you're new to these terms, a niche is just your area of interest, something that you love to talk about. And social work is so, so general. So I started thinking um, when I started, I was like, let me talk about social work. I don't see it enough. And so that was my niche, but we're now seeing more and more. So I would kind of even drill down a little bit further into, is it social work with children or trauma or school social work or mental health, self-care? There's just so many little um, categories that you can drill down even further into, but whatever sparks your interest, that's where I would start because that means you love talking about that topic. Yes, I love that. And even just whatever you learn, like if you're learning something that day, I would just post about it. Just teach other people what you learned that day. Exactly. Because chances are somebody else needs to learn that too. Mm -hmm. And and same thing with the niche, because I find myself drawn to those accounts where they're talking about something very specific within social work, because social work is so broad. It's like saying mental health. That could be like a hundred different it topics. Is. Yeah. I, I didn't, I started off not thinking so, but then as I got more and more questions, that's where I come up with my own content is from the questions mm -hmm. that I get. Yes. Like I feel so bad. Sometimes people will find me because I'm at social workers rise. It sounds very general and they'll say, Oh, I have a question about CPS. Like this is happening. And I, I have to tell, like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know anything <laughs> about CPS. I've never worked in the system. It sounds like maybe you need a lawyer. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I'm wondering, okay. So I looked at your, you know, your Instagram page and your YouTube page. You have thousands of people 
who follow you and subscribe to these pages. And I am not that big. (laughs) I do not have such a big following, but even with the following that I do have, I get kind of nervous about Mm -hmm. like so many, so many souls and so many ears listening to me. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you manage, like, do you ever get nervous or, you know, what are the pros and cons that you found for being on social media for so long? Oh, what a good question. Um, I think when I started off, I was nervous. Like, who's going to want to hear this? And I still get like that. And you can ask my husband. I still get like that, like, oh, ever so often, every few months, three months or so, I wonder, like, are people really needing this? Am I just, you know, uh, stealing their ears? And, and <laughs> am I in the way right now? But um, I think for me, I do get a lot of questions. I have so many Um, messages right now that I haven't gotten to. So that stresses me. That's one of the cons I would say is um, with the following that I have, there's just so many social work minded and uh, social work hearted individuals that are so sweet and asking so many questions that I can't possibly get to all of them. And it's a funny con to have, but it does really kind of weigh on me at the end of the day. I'm like, oh, I didn't get to any of the messages and I kind of see them piling up. And um, then I have to just allow myself to recognize and realize that I'm doing the most that I can do. And my community is so understanding. If I take a hiatus or a break, they will always let me know, no worries, no need to explain. I have those people that will check in on me periodically. Hey, are are you okay? This is not no pressure, but we just want to check in on you. So then I realized, oh, hey, people, people really do like this content. I'm not bothering anybody with it. so yeah, I think the nerves came in the beginning when I wasn't so sure that people wanted to hear the the messages that I had. And now kind of being at the tail end and having a, a good amount of following, thank you for that. Um, it's more so hoping that I'm giving enough. Interesting. So it's almost like you feel drawn to give more. Mm-hmm, most definitely. And there's so many social workers following me that are at different points of their journey. So that's what's also um, there's some real fresh kind of deciding or not even knowing what social work is. So finding me that way by doing a little social work search on YouTube and they find me that way and others that are like you that are kind of in it with me. And I'm like, what could I possibly teach Catherine? I hope I'm not making her feel like um, like I'm a guru of some sort because I'm definitely not. I'm very collaborative and I hope that shines through. In, on my Instagram page, I'm always trying to collaborate with social workers because I know everyone's experience is different and everyone has something to share. And I, that's what I want to get across now to my community is it doesn't matter how many followers you have. Like people really have knowledge and insight that is crucial to your growth. And it's funny because that's how I started as a social worker. I started just by asking those that were seasoned around me and just learning from them, never thinking I was better than anyone or more educated or this and that. It was always, what can I learn from this person? Mm-hmm. Yes. And even though I am, cause I feel like we've been social workers for about the same amount of time. Yes. I got my, my BSW in 2010. So even though I've been in here 10 years, I still like following your page and following the other experienced social workers, because 
they're, we're all doing something completely different. Like my day as a medical social worker looks totally different than your day as a school social worker. Mm -hmm. So it's fun. It's fun to see those little behind the scenes. Like what does your desk look like? Where do you spend your time? Like what are the kids activities doing, you know, just those random little things. Yes, exactly. I love that too. And I I don't know if it was you or someone else that messaged and say, wow, you do takeovers the day in the life. What a great idea. And I responded back by telling her it's honestly just me being nosy, you know, similar to (laughs) know what are they doing? What are they up to? And everyone wants to know as well. And um, social work is one of those professions that I feel is not spoken up enough about like we're not out there in the media in such a nice light but we do such great work it's so much fun there's never a dull moment and I don't think people realize that and I'm like people need to see this and so from all the comments that I get from new viewers and watchers it's just that it's like I had no idea this is what y'all did I'm like yay that's awesome I guess I love to hear stories like that I'm also wondering have you have you found benefits to being so public online as far as um, career wise or has it opened up any kind of different opportunities for you professionally? Hmm. That's a tough one for me. And I think I might surprise you with this. I've never really told anybody, but professionally, I, I it's going to sound silly, but I don't I draw the line like. I am not, I didn't start Instagram to try to sell myself as a, um, like, I'm not trying to get clients through Instagram, which I do see a lot of other mental health professionals um, starting counseling pages or clinical pages to recruit clients in. And I had a chat with Janelle, another social worker out of Arizona, clinical social worker, and she does a lot of TikToks just to reach um, a client base. And I don't get clients through Instagram. So I really separate those two worlds. I haven't utilized it in the sense of trying to grow professionally. Um, everything, all of my credentials that I have now, which is my clinical license and my, my board approved supervision, all of that was done really on the side. It's, I've never utilized um, social media to get to those spots. It's just something that I've worked on kind of pre um, separate from social media. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do see that you've had, you have a social work supervision page kind of up and coming. Yes. And so that's my first step to saying, well, let me get myself out there to the text, the social workers in Texas so that they know that my, my services can possibly be available to them if they're wanting to get a clinical license. Cause in Texas, you need to seek a board approved supervisor you can't just get supervision with any social worker. It has to be a board approved supervisor who's taken uh, some extra courses and passed and has that extra credential on their license. And then it's two years of supervision under them. And so I wanted other social workers in Texas to know that I'm accessible in that way. And so that's kind of what, and that's a slowly growing page, but then again, um, yeah, just to kind of put my name out there for anyone that's wanting to reach for that next license level. Which I think is so helpful because I, I hate to admit, but when people ask me, where can I find a social work supervisor? Mm-hmm. I really don't know because I had it through my job. So I don't even know where to send them. Yeah, good point. Um, so I, I think that social media is a really great way to get started with that. And I'm sure people who are just needing those supervision hours, it's, it's a 
it just reduces their stress level and their anxiety level of trying to find somebody. They're like, oh, great, Lauren. She's awesome. I'm also in school social work and we, we drive and yeah. let me just hire her. That's the, that's <laughs> the thought behind it. But that was a for that was like an afterthought. So scrapbook was the social work scrapbook wasn't for that. And then more. And so I'm like, oh, well, maybe I can just do a side one and kind of let them know I'm there for those services as well. Mm-hmm. Great. So I know that we, so we both shared in our stories that we're going to be talking today and a couple questions came in. Um, one was, if there's any rules and regulations on what you can do and share on social media as a licensed social worker. Yeah. And this is a good one. I get this question probably like twice a year Um, and it always jolts me a little bit and I'll check up on it. Every state is different because every licensing board is different. Um, So you have to check in your state, but as I think a lot of our, um, licensing boards are a little behind the times as far as social media and you can look on on Instagram and you can see that that's very apparent especially this year of 2020 um NASW and a few others are just kind of out of touch I think as far as um how to use social media in general so there's a few general rules on there um in your licensing uh like ethical guidelines and things around social media but i would really check your agency or your employer like there's probably more in there so like for my school district there's certain things that i have to follow so that i don't um um kind of overstep confidentiality and things like that and so you'll find on my page i I don't share any um client information or client names i don't even really discuss clients at all um And so I kind of just am giving you my perspective in a sense. So I, and I stay away from that because of the privacy and confidentiality. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, As far as rules and regulations, what I've seen is one, you know, protect confidentiality Mm -hmm. at all costs. Do not give away, you know, like you said, I wouldn't even say like the demographics and the age and a diagnosis because nothing that's getting like pretty specific. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And then also too, which was interesting reading the code of ethics is according to the code of ethics, they don't want us talking bad about other social workers or slander Mm -hmm. or putting people down, you know, generally we're, we're all pretty nice, but I did think that was kind of interesting that there's actually a rule to not do that. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I mm-hmm. had seen that. And in fact, when I, mm-hmm. when I read up, it's more kind of using outlets and, and trying to spread the, like our profession and what we do. And I think social media can be used in that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, definitely. And let me see what other questions there were. So here's a good one. How do you balance your work and also your side business? So do you feel like there's ever really a good time that you would leave a full-time working position to pursue, you know, something on the side, like full-time supervisor or something like that? Um, at this point, given my role, I don't see a time. Like, that's not my goal. And I think... Um, because school social work positions are very coveted. Um, For me, I have two young ones as well. I'm a boy mom. And so right now, I I can't beat this schedule. I get summers off, winters off, Thanksgiving break is two weeks away. So I'm I can't beat that. 
And um, I get paid pretty well for that. And I'm at a position where here in the district, I think they've realized that I I need newness and novelty ever so often. So they've really, I've, I've moved within these few years, about eight years, I've moved from a middle school to a credit recovery high school to working with McKinney or homeless students to working now with teen parents. So they give me enough that I'm kind of on the hook and I, I love this population. So my goal has never been to leave my my day job, I guess. And then I use social media as more of an outlet, a creative outlet. Yes, I agree. I I was having a hard time this week and um and I was just thinking I said, I'm gonna stay off social media and keep my boundaries mm-hmm. and just focus on what I can control. And then I thought, oh my gosh, that's a great post. Exactly. And so I got on Yeah. <laughs> I got on Canva and I like did this cute little graphic. Oh, you're so good like, at that. Ah. I just felt so much better. It was like an artistic uh, expression of what I was doing because I, I don't draw. I don't write poetry. I don't even write very cleverly. <laughs> I'm just so visual. And so that's I just like making little visuals. Yes. On no, I'm, I'm the same way. I love to use it as an outlet. And for any social workers that might be listening that kind of are feeling burned out. Honestly, when you take over my page, the community is so engaging, and so eager to learn because they're at that's they're at the stages that you were previously, you know how they say, um, someone is wishing to be in the job that you're in right now, like you literally are talking and engaging with these people. So it really is uplifting. You're going to have to take over my page one of these days. (laughs) I know. Oh, my gosh. That would be so much fun. I would love that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So another question that we had come in is, how do you balance your business and personal life? Um, So as far as business, are you talking social work and then my, like, personal Yeah. So I guess on your social media, you're, you're on Mm -hmm. there like every day. So do you, do you also use that to post your personal things or do you just keep it pretty much social? Yeah, I keep it social work specific and that's more part of that niche mentality. Um, now that I have a few more followers that are wanting, and I think they're moving into kind of different stages of their life. Um, I try to share a little bit more on the relationship end with my husband, kind of sharing more of him. Um, My kids don't appear too often, but there are some things that I'm wanting to incorporate there just as I see that my demographic is is kind of heading into um, kind of like more motherhood. Like a lot of my my community members are first time moms now. And I remember how that is. So I want to make sure that I'm providing kind of that outlook as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's true. And I feel like now since we're all working from home, the lines are so blurred mm-hmm. because our office for some of us, I know for me, um, our office is also our living room. And so by bringing you to work, I'm bringing you in my living room. Yeah. And, um, and so you get to see my dog and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think where I, I guess I draw the line is like, I, I've had some requests like, can you, I just recent, well, not recently, it's been a year already, but we moved into a new home. People were wanting to see a house tour and I'm kind of like, that's where I draw the line. Like, would I really be doing this? Is it social worky? I'm like, no, it's not. And like, that's not really what I, I'm not that type of blogger. So it's like a no go on those types of things I have to feel it (laughs) how do you nicely say no 
I honestly, this is going to sound so bad. I, I remember the request in my head and I can't remember who ha- like sends it to me. So it kind of gets lost in the messages and I don't really respond. It's just kind of like, I never responded to it. Yeah, just, yeah, that makes sense. It just yeah. wasn't a priority because you're like, oh, you know, I'm probably not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no. So I don't really say it, I guess. I don't say it. I just don't do it. I draw my boundary and that's it. Yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. <laughs> was there anything else that you feel is important for social workers to know right now that we haven't covered? Um, No, I honestly always, when I get asked that kind of generalized question, I throw out the reason why I started the whole page, which is the fact that this profession, it truly is a calling and it's something that will continue to grow along with you. Please don't feel like you're going to burn out. I think those are old stories and old stigmas that we can buy into but we don't have to, we can really take another approach and grow with this profession and have it grow along with us too. And I love the fact that social work is always evolving and growing. And that's kind of what it's all about. Do you feel like evolving and growing and having new things is what keeps you from burning out? Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. I'm lucky to be in a district where the social work team here is very, um, very, very connected with one another. We know each other's strengths. And like I mentioned, my supervisor can kind of read those moments where I think next year she's going to need a little bit of a different setting, a different population to kind of keep me growing and learning and, and expanding myself. And so that's really what's kept me from from burning out. Oh, I like that. That's really nice. I guess I never considered how diverse school social work was as far as the different like areas you might be going into mm-hmm. or the different little pockets of, of children that you would be working with. Yes. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. It was a pleasure talking with you today. Yes, this was so good. Thank you for yes. having me. You're welcome. I'm going to hold you to that takeover. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll be in your DMs. Yes, and for sure. If you have not seen Lauren, you must go to her page. So Social Work Scrapbook on Instagram. She has a bajillion YouTube videos from <laughs> like like everything. I was looking at it today. So many things like why, why get into social work? Who's social work for? about school, social work. There's mm-hmm. um, just a bajillion different videos. A day in the life videos. The people love those vlogs. And I'm kind of like, this is boring, but people like to see what it's all about. And and um, yeah, there's a few vlogs up there too. Yes, yes. So go follow her, subscribe, all of the good things. And I will, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Lauren. Yes, thanks for having me. Bye, Catherine. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on Social Workers Rise. If you are looking to add another stream of income while making massive impact on the world, then I highly recommend creating your own online course. I personally use Kajabi and highly recommend it. They make it super easy to turn what you know into what you do. Click the link in the show notes to get started today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. 
If you loved it, write a review and give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast. This just helps other people just like you find us and join our community. Also, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. You can find me at Social Workers Rise. I can't wait to see you next week. Bye.